0: Welcome to the Strengthen Business podcast, which is all about
1: maximizing your impact by implementing a powerful marketing system
0: that will help you perform at your highest level.
1: And now, here is your host, Chris Rock.
0: Welcome to a new interview session at Strength in Business. My name is Chris Rock, and I'm really excited to introduce you to my special guest today, Jason Hartman. And we're going to talk about how to generate millions in revenue from podcasting. Now, Jason is a serial entrepreneur. He has a multitude of companies under his belt. One of them is called Platinum Properties Investor Network. Yep, he did a ton in real estate investing. And on top of that, he also owns Hartman Media Company. Now, the really cool thing about Jason is the fact that he's been into podcasting way before me, and we're going to talk about that as well. I'm really excited to have him on the show today. Welcome, Jason. How are you?
1: Good, Chris. Thank you for having me. And um, uh, it's great to be talking with you because I actually was born in Germany. So uh, (laughs) it's fantastic to be talking across the pond, as as the Brits like to say. (laughs)
0: Schönen guten Abend, (laughs) as the Germans might say. Nice Good to have stuff. you on the show, Jason. Um, uh, Jason, I must admit, prior to hopping on the show, I listened to your interview with Damien Farmer, a copy blogger, mm-hmm. on standing out in a world of boring podcasts. Awesome interview, by the way. And I love the fact that you said uh, you're kind of saturated by the vanilla podcasters. I mean, you didn't use those words. <laughs> Who keep yep. asking their guests the same questions over and over again. Do you remember that one?
1: Uh, I don't remember exactly. I do a lot of interviews, but uh, that I might have said that. If you say so, go for it. <laughs> we can go down that path. Okay, you know, I just yeah. think, uh, I, I just think, you know, like I, I have a concern, Chris, that the consumer. I, I'm so excited about the world of podcasting. I think it's it's the ultimate medium. You know, there may be a, a better one in the future. I'm sure there will be, but for now, I think it is by far the best medium. And I'm concerned that the consumer might get turned off if everybody's just going around. Interviewing on each other's shows and saying the same things, you know. I mean, we've got to uh, we've got to make sure the content is really, really valuable for the consumer.
0: I absolutely agree with you, and uh, that's why we're going to change this right away and skip those fuzzy wuzzy questions as to how did you get started and all that, and really get into the trenches. And um, prior to to hopping on the show, I was talking to you, and I told you. A couple of days ago I was talking to a friend of mine who's a real estate investor in Germany and I mentioned that you do a great job over in the U.S. combining real estate and podcasting that is using podcasting to promote your own show and I told him why not considering or testing this thing out in his business too now. What do you think his answer to that was?
1: um you know the way you're teeing up that uh that story i kind of think you're gonna say he said no it's not a good idea or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much pretty much he said you know what this stuff with podcasting and promoting your business might work in the u.s it won't work in europe and most certainly not in germany and therefore my question to you jason yeah. okay good is twofold and that is How did you combine real estate and podcasting to generate um, those amounts of money? And second, what's your take on this stuff doesn't work in the U.S.? I mean, it does work in the U.S., but doesn't work in Europe.
1: Well, you know, certainly, I mean, I've been back to Europe many times since I was born there, and there is a very different mentality in uh, in Europe versus the States. I mean, no one would deny that. Um, but, you know, I think the reason it might be more difficult to do what I've done in Europe is because uh, the real estate deals there just don't work as well. I mean, I've been to 74 countries. I've traveled all over the world. Uh, some countries I've been back to many, many times. Uh, and you know, the the U.S. has kind of a special thing as far as the real estate market goes. Um, the, the, we have very good real estate deals here, and um, you know, we've looked at doing uh, business internationally and recommending international destinations for our investors. We have clients all over the world. My uh, my most successful podcast, the Creating Wealth Show, has listeners in 164 countries, and um, you know, we're we're able to get clients to buy U.S. properties. Without much trouble at all. I mean, the deals are great, but you know, they we just can't do that around the world. We've certainly It's not for lack of trying. We've wanted to recommend properties in Central and South America, in Europe, especially Eastern Europe. I went on a five-country tour when uh, you know two new countries joined the EU there a few years back, and. Yeah, it just doesn't work you know it doesn't work like the u.s so that's one issue right the actual quality of the deals the real estate deals that you could invest in but the other one that you might be addressing or your friend might be addressing is the different mentality and the different attitude toward promotion and promotional style um you know certainly uh, that is very different in the u.s and europe at least that's my perception mm.
0: now um I mean, both of us, and not just us, everybody, we're in the attention business, okay? And it's getting harder and harder to get attention, and more importantly, to keep that attention. Of course, if you provide value, you already stand out, because there's a lot of crap out there. However, and every time I talk to my clients, they say, you know, you marketing guys are really awesome. First, tell us, do Facebook, Twitter, and I mean, name every freaking one of those social media platforms. And now you come along with podcasting. Why should somebody pick this marketing weapon? Why podcasting? What's so cool about this medium?
1: You know, I I think, Chris, that the, the great thing about podcasting is number one, it takes advantage of what Chris Anderson many years ago called the long tail in his book called the long tail, where people can get very granular, very specific information to their area of interest. So that's one big, big part of it. You know, a, a podcast can be very narrowly focused. And I would recommend that for, for most people to have a very narrowly focused podcast. So that 's one angle, uh, so my angle in my real estate business, and I have several other podcasts and several other businesses, but in my real estate business it 's buy and hold long term investment strategy mm-hmm. okay and it's it's nationwide it 's all over the u s in many many markets all over the u.s so the the one part is the long tail the second part is the long form the long form educational content where the podcaster or the show host is really uh, tasked with giving 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 lots of information and uh in doing that they're able to lead the listener through a sales funnel you know we've most of us have heard of us the concept of a sales funnel yes. where at the beginning the person is a, a lead you know they're moderately interested they'll check something out and then they come down and their interest increases and their engagement increases, and finally, that turns into an actual sale where the customer is actually spending money with your company. And um, it, it has been really, truly amazing to me how much trust you can develop in a long-form kind of a format in that type of arena with with your listeners and with your audience. I mean, if you asked me ten years ago, if I would have thought people would, you know, g- contact my business and be willing to spend hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, for properties that they've never seen, buying them from people they've never met, I would have thought you were crazy. But it happens to me all the time now. So, you know, it, 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 really, it really does work. Uh, you can't do that in a 60-second commercial. You can't do that in a magazine article. Uh, I would argue that you can't really do that that effectively even on a YouTube channel with video uh, and you know of course, there are video and audio podcasts. Uh, I think uh, the audio podcast medium is far and away the most powerful. Why is that? Well, for the reasons I just explained, but also that uh, y- you know you can y- you can talk yourself in a monologue format. People can relate to you because they hear your, your voice, they hear what you're saying, they, they begin to understand how you reason and how you think about things and why you think the way you do, and they can uh, call in and you can put your clients on the show, which I've done many times, and uh, I've let them tell their story or just ask a question, uh, and, and you, can, you can really cultivate engagement. And when people hear the case studies of other clients, of other people mm-hmm. who have done business with you, that is a very powerful form of testimonial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it, it, there are just all sorts of reasons it is um, it is such a powerful medium. Uh, also, one I didn't mention in, in comparing to, say, YouTube, for example, which has some similar characteristics. And certainly there are many people who have made fortunes on YouTube, as I've made in podcasting. But... YouTube isn't portable, and with, you know, people becoming very busy, uh, you know, there's there's so much going on in our lives, we're inundated with information, we've got so many messages and communications coming at us every single day, uh, in fact, even as of, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, experts would say that uh, in one day, and this is 20 or 30 years ago, okay, in one day, People receive more communications and more marketing messages than our grandparents received in their lifetime. <laughs> so it's pretty That's hard insane. to break through the noise. You know, Seth Godin talks about yep. uh, the concept of interruption marketing, which is what advertising is. It's interruption marketing. With mm-hmm. podcasting, people seek us out. They find us. It's it's mostly through organic or organic growth, and um, and that really. Uh, Develops a lot more, uh, a lot more engagement with the listener. So, very powerful medium.
0: I'd like to add one more to that. You can drive your car, especially when it comes to Europe, without uh, getting into trouble.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Drive your car, walk your dog, uh, go to the gym. You know, you can multitask when you're listening. You can't do that when you're watching.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, let's get back to that sales funnel model because I think people get that part, you know, you can get in the lead, but how's the conversion uh, going to happen? That is, I think a lot of people say, well, how are you going to monetize with podcasting? Um, Can you give us a few tips on how to do that?
1: Well, for me, by and large, the, the, the... the the big part of my monetization has just been gaining clients. So gaining clients from all over the world that invest in real estate with my real estate company. That has been far and away the most lucrative thing. Uh, the next one would be uh, my other company's live events and um, educational products, home study courses, things like that, informational products, uh, you know, certainly selling those from the podcast, uh, but again, uh, and, and then, and then you know, joint venturing on real estate deals of my own, and then, uh, you know, a very, very small amount in terms of advertising and sponsorships, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, I, I do think I've really uh, not explored and exploited that enough. I, I think I've left a lot of money on the table by not really going after advertisers. <laughs> uh, you know, I I, 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 th- I think I've missed out on that opportunity to some extent.
0: It's never too late. <laughs> yeah,
1: right, It isn't.
0: <laughs> um, um, I like the take uh, on uh, interruption marketing, and especially what Seth Godin said, and in my opinion, it's going to accelerate in the next, um, yeah, years. And uh, we're already at an attention span of less than eight seconds. <laughs> and um, now, therefore, my question is, how do you stand out? How can you use podcasting to actually stand out? Because every time I listen to internet marketeers and um, doing podcasting, I mean the hardcore guys, they always obsess on these numbers. You know, number of downloads and number of this and number of ranking and that. But they hardly ever talk about the positioning part. So um, how can you do that? How can you actually stand out from the crowd with a really relevant message?
1: Well, the first thing is just, you know, and this is a very simple answer, quality content, right? (laughs) Quality content. Uh, And the second thing I would say is high quality guests. So you, you need to uh, attract if you're if you 're doing a guest format, and my my format by the way, is a hybrid. I do monologue and I do guests sometimes I just talk and every time and i 'm sure many podcasters will agree they've found this the same way. They think, oh gosh, you know, I'm just going to talk for five minutes, and suddenly a half a half hour later, you know, <laughs> I'm still <Yep>. talking. <laughs> I'm one of those. And, and the and the listeners say that's okay. I yeah. kind of uh, get on my own case and, and think I'm too long winded and so forth. But you know, the listeners seem yeah. to like it, and they tell me they do. Okay. I kind of I make some self effacing remarks about that how, <laughs> how I go on too long and get off on tangents, and the listeners email me and say, no, I love your tangents. <laughs> so, so keep going. Yeah. The the hybrid format, but with when it comes to guests, you know remember when you uh, when you're able to attract high quality guests to your show. Those guests uh, really help your search rankings and they help people find you because uh, when when you know when their name is affiliated with your show, people Google their names. They search them on iTunes. They search them on Stitcher Radio and, uh, and all of the platforms out there and your show is affiliated with them. And people might just take a listen out of curiosity and then you'll gain new listeners that way. Mm. Another way is by taking an, uh, a position, having an opinion. Uh, you know, there's a, a song, I can't remember who it's by, but it goes, do you have an opinion, a mind of your own, you know? And uh, I think that uh, as, as podcasters, we should recognize and always be mindful of uh, the, the idea that our, our guest is not the customer, the audience is the customer, and that's who we are here to please. That's who we are here to serve. Many people take the attitude of, oh, you know, I want to be buddy-buddy with the guest. And, and sometimes when they're a famous guest, they get kind of shy and timid and intimidated around them. And, you know, they don't want to ask them a difficult question, or they don't want to give them an opposing point of view. And I think I do that. I'm willing to really... Pin them down and not let them get off with easy answers. And uh, I'm sure there are some guests that won't come back on my show if I ask them to, uh, because (laughs) I'm I'm kind of a little bit tough, you know. (laughs) So I I, I think I think the listeners like
0: that. Is that the German part in you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) maybe. But uh, but you know, I think the listeners appreciate that. I think we need to view ourselves as investigative reporters, investigative journalists. Where we really ask tough questions, so that our guests can get the answers they're probably thinking of and seeking.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's get into that. Biggest mistakes. What what are the biggest mistakes podcasters do? And I think this is one of them.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think we really kind of talked about that already. Uh, <laughs> but um, biggest mistakes. Uh, gosh, I think. Um, I think small talk is a big mistake. That's just my personal opinion. You know, the the too much time spent on small talk, that's not what listeners tune in for. Admittedly, there are some shows that are all or a lot of small talk. uh, But that's, uh, you know, I think those are probably celebrities uh, or, you know, morning shows. I don't know. It's always struck me kind of funny. I mean, think about this. Why is it that... Morning shows. I mean, I remember I was interviewed on um, on a morning show in New Zealand many years ago. Uh, this was maybe fifteen years ago. I was on a morning talk show in New Zealand talking about uh, personal branding and relationship marketing. And why is it that uh, why is it that morning shows are always multiple hosts and just chit chat and talk? Whereas, uh, and then late night shows are that way too, like, you know, the, the Tonight Show with, you know, and, yeah. uh, and, and, and you know, Conan O'Brien and, yeah, and yeah. Jay Leno and all those types of people. It's, it's funny, like at the beginning and the end of the day, people want small talk, but in the middle of the day, I think they want news and information. I don't know why that is. It's always been a question I've wondered about. <laughs> okay. Any thoughts, Chris?
0: Um, on this one. Well, um, maybe you just need to tune up into the day. There's not many people who do meditation and are mental training to be right there in 15 minutes. (laughs) Maybe this is the morning show is something to wake them up. I don't know. Yes.
1: Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. So I think that not having an opinion, uh, small talk, wasting people's time, and not having your show be specific and narrowly targeted, I would say those are some of the the big mistakes.
0: Mm. Now, if somebody joins the podcasting community and is really a newbie, what would your tip be? Your, yeah, most profit-generating tip that you say, okay, this is something you got to do.
1: This may sound basic, and I hate to sound trite or basic or cliche, but it is all about providing high-quality content. Just think of that old biblical law of tenfold returns. How can you give, give, give to your audience? Don't ask for anything in the beginning. Don't ask for their business. Don't ask for anything. Just give, give, give. And keep giving. And believe me, the rewards will come back to you. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's definitely... That, that, that's that got to be the fundamental uh, philosophical position of the host, of the podcaster,
0: I'm a huge fan of mastering the fundamentals. If you go back to Jim Rohn, Tony Roberts, Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, all these guys, everybody says you got to master the fundamentals. So it applies to this one as well. I think so too. (laughs) Jason, where do you see the future of podcasting? Where do you see podcasting in, say, five years from now?
1: Well, it will obviously continue to expand. I would not want to be an owner of a terrestrial radio show right now. <laughs> I think <laughs> uh, I think they are in trouble. I think podcasting will grow dramatically and I think there's a big opportunity. I, when we look back in 5 or 10 years uh, to 2015 to this point, we're going to say we're going to say podcasting was in its infancy back then. I mean, it, the medium is only maybe 10 years old or so now. Uh, and uh, it, it's still tiny. It's still in its infancy. I think we we might see an era, and this may sound a little strange, but uh, I'm going to throw it out there, where everybody will have a podcast, the way everybody has a social media page now. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I don't mean that everybody will necessarily have a professionally produced podcast, or a podcast that they're marketing for their business, or anything like that, but it'll become the idea of before really Facebook and, and different social media platforms. A lot of people had personal blogs, and a lot of people still do. Uh, you know, where they're just communicating with their friends. Uh, pretty much everybody has a Facebook page nowadays, so I think uh, soon everybody will have a a, a page that is built on an RSS feed type of concept, where people just talk about what's going on in their life. Mm. And they talk with their friends, and that's how they communicate with them. Mm. I would love it if my friends did that. I would. I think it would be really cool. So, <laughs> I, I, the concept of everybody, and I don't mean everybody in the world, but is as much as everybody has a Facebook page now, everybody having a podcast. So... Obviously, there will be a, It'll be very crowded. There will be a lot of clutter, but not everybody will be doing that for business purposes per se. Some just for communication. I mean, why is it that uh, you know uh, the uh, the uh, stereotypical soccer mom, uh, you know, does that person have a podcast to talk with the other people that are in the kids' soccer league? Why not? Mm. You know. Why? Why wouldn't a Why wouldn't a school teacher or a professor have a podcast to just talk to their students? It, you know, just a casual thing where they come on and say this, this, and that, and that's what's going on. Mm. So I, I think I think it's moving in that direction. Mm. Do you think what? I'm crazy? By the way, is that a crazy idea? No, no, <laughs> absolutely
0: curious. not. Because uh, I'm thinking more also um, in 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 another direction. That is, I love sports cars and I love to drive. <laughs> Fast. As as you know, in Germany, you can drive fast. And um, another thing is, um, as far as I know, is the fact that the automobile industry is working and testing different options to facilitate listening to podcasts, just like we're listening to radio now.
1: Oh yeah! Oh, I mean, I mean, next year that'll become widespread. That you know, in the dash with Apple's CarPlay and Stitcher, you know, all of the companies. I mean, the internet connected car is, uh, you know, it's like next year's model. <laughs> I mean,
0: isn't that going yeah. to crash the radio business somehow?
1: I think so. Yeah, I think um, I think the radio business is is really and you know, look, I used to spend for um, one of my companies about a quarter million dollars a year on radio advertising. And it is so yeah, it is so ineffective compared to podcasting because you don't have that long form. It's not targeted. People don't know, like, or trust you. Uh, it's just a uh, it's interruption marketing. And radio, if if you look at it, the listener, at least in the U.S., only gets about thirty eight to maybe forty two minutes of content per hour, whereas with podcasting. They might get 60 minutes of content per hour, or if the podcaster is having sponsorships and advertisings, they'll get 58 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, very rarely will you see a podcast go over about two minutes per hour of advertising content. Now, it could be argued, Chris, that the entire show is advertising, right? You, you could argue that, yeah, okay? Yeah. And that, that would be a fair argument. So, uh, I don't really have advertisers on my shows, but... Um, people could argue that the whole show is an ad but it's 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 really not it's an editorial it's it's news and information and of course by embedding my philosophies and my ideas and now I'm mostly talking about real estate investing but I have I have 19 other shows uh, on a variety of topics. My newest show is called the Longevity and Biohacking Show, which has okay. you know been a topic of personal interest for me. I have a travel show and an expat living show. I have a uh, information marketing show where I interview podcasters and things like that, and you know Kindle book authors and uh, publishers and info marketers and seminar leaders and speakers. And um, so I have all these other shows, but generally speaking, you know, I'm inserting my philosophy and my angle to whatever the topic area is into that. And the customers, if they like it and agree with it or are curious about it, they can choose to do business with me because of it.
0: Mm. So that's, again, the choosing versus interruption,
1: right? Right, right. Hey, listen, they found me most of the time. I didn't you know i didn't advertise my podcast on the radio or television to interrupt them okay they they found me so they must be interested in the mm-hmm. information so it's a it's a much higher quality lead too of course because it's a it's a self-selected lead
0: absolutely i mean if you if if you take a look at the 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 stats i think it was the um american marketing association that said people who listen to podcasts tend to earn 70k and above and have a college degree and all that. So automatically you have, um, yeah, higher end users who right. listen to podcasts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm.
0: Jason, to wrap this up, um, if you'd had a last piece of advice, let's say a golden nugget, so to speak for our listeners, please feel free to, to share it with us. And then please give out your websites, <laughs>
1: Well, my websites are HartmanMedia.com, H-A-R-T-M-A-N-Media.com. And uh, that's for my podcast network. I have a network of 20 different shows we produce. And then uh, for the real estate company, since we've talked about that, that's just JasonHartman.com. Just my name, JasonHartman.com. And, you know, I guess my final piece of advice would be like anything in life, uh, as you know, I hate to be cliche and you know, use the Nike saying, just do it. But if you're curious about this, if this could help your business, uh, just do it. Just get started. Uh, one of the other benefits that I didn't mention and we didn't talk about, Chris, is the idea of how having a podcast will help you as a host Refine your own ideas. There's an old saying that the best way to learn something is by teaching it. And I do think there's a lot of truth to that. And so if you're not exactly sure about your own ideas, your own angle, your own brand, your own position, just by starting and talking into a microphone and then maybe interviewing guests as well you will discover that. It's a, it's, a, it's a journey of self-discovery as much as it is a promotional and business growth opportunity. So, uh, so that will help you refine your ideas, discover your ideas, discover your purpose, discover your passion. Uh, another hugely added benefit.
0: Fantastic. I love it. And I'll even leave it to that. Once again, this is Chris Rock from Strength in Business, talking to Jason Hartman, serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, and highly successful podcast host. Thanks for being my guest today, Jason.
1: Thank you, Chris.
0: Thanks for listening. I'll catch up with you in the next episode. Happy marketing, and remember to always play to your strengths. Thank you for listening to the Strengthen Business Podcast.
1: Submit your questions on strengthenbusiness.com and follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Rock.
0: That's K R I S Z R O K K.